You're listening to Salon Frequency, a podcast for salon professionals revolutionizing the texture of salon culture. In today's episode, we have a special guest who will be sharing how losing her job at a salon kickstarted her journey into salon ownership with her first salon being inside of her home. This conversation is so relevant in today's salon industry because with the use of the internet and social media platforms, more and more professionals are choosing to start home-based salon businesses, but may not have considered what having your address online to potential clients who are really strangers, what it truly means. So you'll hear a great lesson on stranger danger of home-based salon ownership, what it looks like to create a home salon space that is professional, and when she knew her passion had outgrown her living room and was ready for its own location. So without further ado, I would like to share with you a short introduction of our guests and jump right into the conversation. I would like to welcome Shamir Falk, also known as the Natural Hair Lady, and owner of Dr. Locks, which is a wildly popular hair care line for locks. And she has served the Atlanta metro areas for 14 years. She started as a salon manager and stylist in a natural hair salon in 2006, where she helped grow the salon's marketing, hiring, training, and overall culture. Within her five years at this natural hair salon, she also learned the power of the law of attraction and how to infuse it with her passionate, scientific, and holistic approach to the salon industry. In 2011, when the salon let her go because of finances, she moved her business into her home and created the Natural Hair Lady brand, where she stayed for six years and grew her clientele. Then, 11 years after beginning her career in the salon industry, in 2017, she joined forces with her best friend, who's also a natural hair care specialist, and created the Natural Hair Lady Studio in Alpharetta, Georgia. So Shamir, there is so much to unpack in your extensive salon industry journey just thus far. So today I would like to focus particularly on your transitions from salon employment to home salon to salon ownership. So um, in 2011, when you were let go from the salon, was it like an abrupt uh, release or were you given kind of advance notice? So it was abrupt and um, it was pretty peaceful, no drama or anything like that, but it was still abrupt. So I didn't really know what I was going to do after that. I, I've always been a graphic designer. So I was like, oh, I guess I'll just do graphic design because I didn't want, I had no intentions on going to another salon. And so I was like, okay. So then after that happened, then my clients were looking for me, like, I need only you to do my hair. And literally, like, I'm assuming the whole salon came and looking for me. And so, like, literally, like, every day, more people, people finding me in the mall, randomly, you know, because back then, like, social media wasn't as big as it is now. So it's kind of hard to find people if they didn't have my number. And so um, this one lady told me she would come to me if even if I had, like, I was in the back alley with a step stool and a water <laughs> hose. I never for, will forget that. And I was like, I literally visualized that. She's like, I will come to you. I don't care if you're in your house. I was like, okay. So because you started hearing your clients looking for you, did you try to reach out to them or did they just slowly kind of so, found you? So there was a few people that I had their number because we became friends and because I had no intentions of ever leaving. 
So I just, you know, everybody, and I didn't want a whole lot of people to have my number. So it was very convenient for me. And so I had a few people, a few people, I did have their number. I did text them and just let them know what's going on. And I let them make that decision because as their stylist, I just want to give them the heads up as far as this is what's going on. I just want to let you know. So some people stayed, they wanted to be loyal to the salon. And I completely understood that. I've always been a graphic designer. So they would go on um, to my website and find me there. Facebook was like kind of like, it wasn't like it is now, but some people did find me in on Facebook. Um, but no, I didn't. I didn't have a system of my own. The system was in the scheduling in the um, on a laptop at the salon. We didn't have an online scheduling system. Everything was like written down, old school and stuff. So at the end of the day, people they're gonna ride with me. If not, I'm still gonna be okay. How many clients would you say ended up with you from that salon to your home business? Like. A good amount for me to eat off of. Like, it was happening so fast, Jocelyn. Like, I did not know. I didn't have an intention on creating this salon and moving everyone in my house. So when I reflect back, I got to think hard because it was literally a gradual thing because people were finding me. I would be, like, walking in a mall and people hollering from upstairs, Shamir! And that happened a few times. And And I don't even remember everyone's names and stuff. So... It was such a gradual thing. So this happened in June of 2011. And that summer, it was gradually increasing. And I got a job at... Because I didn't... Again, I did not intend on having a salon in my house. So I was trying to find a job. And I ended up getting a job at Apple in September. So between June and September, I would say I was probably seeing like maybe five people a week. And it was pretty, pretty cool. It was pretty decent. I was still getting paid because she's the woman. She still owed me money from, um, that was the financial issue. So I was still getting money from her, what she owed me. So I was kind of, I had a little cushion, but I was still freaking out because I didn't have a job. But what happened, like I was getting uh, 60% of my money when I was working for her. So when people started coming to my house and I started getting 100% of my money, I was like, yo, like, wait a minute. I never thought about working for myself in a salon. I never intended on having a salon. So it just literally just snapped in my head. Like these clients, they've always been like my friends to me. And so I I literally, one client, she handed me my money and I looked in my hand like, yo, I don't have this. 40% is going to be mine as well. All of this is going to be mine. So I literally just went to the thrift store. I got a chair. I used my mom's vanity. I got a mirror from Walmart, a shelf from Walmart. And I just created a space. Like I realized I don't have to um, manage other people. I don't have to babysit. Like I don't want to babysit, but I don't have to like worry about anyone else, but me and my client. And I was like, yo, this is dope. And so at that point it was just my, my clients, the people I know. So it felt comfortable them coming to my home. It was just later on down the line, as far as new people, you know, dealing with that part. Like I had to build my confidence up too, because as I started working at the salon, I remember passing out cars in the, in, on my break at the mall and trying to tell people about the salon. And it was, where you at? Where's the salon at? And I, I felt insecure when they asked me that because I had to say it's in my home and I didn't sound clever. So after a while, I stopped saying that. I started to think about like marking what it is, what marketing is nowadays. So marketing to me is like focusing on your village. So I, all I did, I stopped passing out flyers to strangers. 
I then decided to let me give my my uh, cards to my clients. It's kind of like a secret, you know, like, hey, take these and give them to people you know, and you trust. And so I just put my love and all my attention into my clients. And then that's how I was able to grow my business because I give my cards to my clients and they are particular because they don't want anyone to misrepresent them. And so that's how I've been able to grow this amazing amount of uh, amazing group of people that I call my clients because they, one knows this person, you know, and I don't have to extend myself, you know, at that time I was explaining to them, oh, you know, I'm doing it in my house, but you know, it's a nice atmosphere. You know, I don't have to do that, you know, and it's just kind of like my friends invited their friends over my house kind of thing. Did you ever have to battle with or go up against clients saying, I want you out of myself. I don't know if I want to pass out your cards because then people are going to yeah. take my face. I actually got a client. She was upset with me because I did um, her co-worker's hair the same way she did. I did her hair. But I mean, people say that jokingly, but I don't think anyone went to that extent. If they did, I didn't know that. But they were more so um, wanting their friends to respect my time because they knew from the get-go, I've always been very strict, like a comfortable strict about my time. And because I never wanted like a rack of people sitting on my couch and stuff. It was like one person at a time type situation. So because they really, really appreciated that, they wanted their friends to really, really respect that. And they knew how much it meant to me and them. So they didn't want to mess up this thing. And so I've I've heard them indirectly tell me like how they talk to their friends and, you know, you better like this one girl, she referred a friend. The friend called me two hours later and said she overslept or something. And I explained to her about my policy and she quickly rescheduled, paid the, the cancellation thingy. And then quickly it was like early next time because she because her friend was like, you better not mess this up with Shamir. <laughs> and so she was not playing the games. And so it's beautiful to be able to be nice and they res- people respect you because you don't I don't have to overextend myself it's simply you know explain to them you know what I uh, what my policy is so absolutely did you would you say you had those boundaries created from the salon you were in or you had those boundaries established once you moved into your house so I've always known how to speak to people and say the things they might not like but they got to respect it because I didn't, I didn't come off nasty or anything like that. So being very direct and firm, but still pleasant. When did you decide in that six years, okay, I think I want to, or did you decide in those six years, I want to move to a studio eventually? Or did that kind of happen by happenstance as well? So this is what was going on. Again, when I first started the salon in my house, I did not intend on doing this for a long time. I just needed some money to pay my rent. (laughs) I needed some money to take care of my household. I really thought once I wasn't working at the salon anymore, that was the end of my salon career. And so it just kept happening and growing each year. And so what I did for Apple, I asked them to give me two days off consistently and so it was Thursday and Friday. And then I just worked at Apple all those other days. And some days I worked both jobs. So for two years, I monitored my money doing hair and saw the money. Because doing both, it was just, I got to stack, stack, stack. I was just nervous. I didn't want to have any, I didn't want to have not have money anymore. Because that summer was really, really hard for me. So 
after two years, I decided, because at this point, people are finding me all over the world and they're wanting to fly me out. So I would fly out to different cities like Denver, DC, New York, and do like a week's worth of hair. And then once it got to the point where like Apple wasn't wanting to budge on certain days for me to take off, I was like, yo, y'all gotta go somewhere. Then I looked at my money. I was like, wait, I'm making more money in two days doing hair than I am in a week on the other days being at Apple. So it's very hard because Apple's like one of the best jobs I've ever had. The only job I've had that I liked, I had to let them go after two years. So I let them go. That freed me up to make more money on my own schedule. So that was like, that was like, okay, yeah, okay. Natural hair lady is a thing, you know, because it was like growing and I realized like, I didn't have any fear of people coming to my home because I, I always say I get my clients in that reflect to me. And so I'm constantly working on myself and I'm bringing people in that are similar to me. We have, it's just, they're as nervous as I am if we are nervous. And so every year I go through this weird, this time where I'm like, what next, Shamir? Like, you want to get this one up your house? Let's think about that. And so I would go and take a tour at this one studio place that's in my neighborhood i would go take a tour it's really classy and i would i would just think about it i would envision i'm like okay but i'm like not sure every year you were touring in in the space but not like pulling the trigger to like actually get it yes exactly (laughs) it was tough keeping my home clean and you know not having any slack time because i have people coming in my house constantly but it was like at the same time when people came in i'm like oh this is cool these people are dope and so as this all is going on, I'm also creating a whole new business, Dr. Locks, and now have two business amounts. Now, by 2016, I have like three people helping me on one side of my living room. On the other side of my living room is the salon. And so it got to a point where I saw my client's knee close to the back of someone working. I was like, okay, this has to stop. Someone has to leave. So in 2007, <laughs> so the funny thing is, so in 2017, me and Ebony started looking around. And so I went to this other place I hadn't been to. We toured it, loved it. Could have signed that day, but the guy said he wasn't available till the next day. So we went back to my home where, AKA the office for Dr. Locke. And um, Chris was like, Shamir, y'all need to keep looking. So I was like, whatever. Chris, but I, I was like, okay, you're right. So we went and we ended up going to the place I would tour at every year to go see that place. We locked it in <laughs> with it, like too. I was, it was amazing. It all came together, and I realized, like, I have been envisioning this for years, and it just wasn't for the right person and it wasn't the right time, but this was the right time, and I'm doing it with the right person. And we signed it, and that to me, I had to get the salon out my house because Dr. Loss was blowing up and it got to the point where people were finding me like to try to see the owner of Dr. Locks through scheduling an appointment. And when this woman came down from Canada to take a selfie with me, I knew I had to change it. Cause it's like, this is not, I love it, but I, I can't like, I, I'm a bit of an introvert. So it's like, I, I like my time, but I don't want like, all that so I needed to be separate as Dr. Locks was growing getting bigger I didn't want people to have that much access to me and so that was the main reason why it was just the boundaries and wanting to be safe oh my gosh Jocelyn like as soon as I 
moved in, it was a mental change. Like I'm dressing properly. Like I was always like dressed, but like mentally my mind just shifted in a good way. Once I had an established place outside of my home, I don't think I could ever go back. Um, but I am appreciative of what I did. And by mental shift, you mean that you associate your home with it's synonymous with work or do you feel like there's no separation or what do you mean? It's, I think it's equivalent to how people, when they work at a tech company and they get to work at home also it's equivalent to like, maybe when your boss tells you to dress up and it, it, it changed your mindset, it makes you take the job more seriously. And so it's not that I didn't take my job seriously. It's just, it's exciting to go and leave my house to go to a salon and work. When I started working in the studio, I looked forward to putting my cute jeans on, putting my shoes on and going in to work. But when I worked in my salon, in my house, I didn't put shoes on. I had my socks on. And I had some reasonable on, but it wasn't like, okay, I'm going to go out and leave the house. So it just, it mentally uplifts me when I leave. It makes me look like, I feel like I'm going and I'm presenting myself to the world. Now that you're in your salon space, would, were you like ever afraid, you know, you had like a hundred percent of the money coming in when you were at home. Now you're in the space sharing it with a friend. Was there ever a fear like going into that partnership? Like, how are we going to cover everything? So as you have known me for some time, Jocelyn, I'm a lunatic and I love to go and face my fears. And so, yes, before moving into a salon, I was like, how in the world would I ever be able to do that? That is insane. So that's what, well, that was part of my, no, no thanks conversation I had with the studio when they were coming back after the tour. Um, financially, it just, I'm like, what in the world? Um, but as I grew Dr. Locks and I was able to get a check from Dr. Locks, then I had that cushion. So for me, I like to have cushion in my nest, like lots of cushion. So that has helped me have this line and share the responsibility with a friend. We're still learning about that part, the structure of the business. We just simply share the rent and cut it in half, bada boom. Now we're, you know, trying to get more better as far as like the entity and all that. But I just jumped out, just needing to get out my house, not thinking about the structure of anything. I just like, all right, let's, this is the rent. Okay. We're going to share that. Boom. And for me on my end, I knew I could afford it because I had that backing at that point. I knew Dr. Locks wasn't going anywhere and I could, I had a rock to fall on just in case. And I'll probably make more money because I'm not in my house anymore. Cause that's the thing too. I noticed that people, um, they prefer to, I've, I've, people are, are in, I prefer to go to the studio. Like, I don't know if I would ever go to someone's house unless I knew them. And I've noticed an increase in clientele because I've gone into a studio. And so that was an increase in me having that question from my other business. And um, I never wanted to, I think that turns into a stressful attitude that some stylists will have where you're just doing hair because you're trying to pay the rent. Mm-hmm. And I never wanted to do that. Like in business, I tell people in, in the world, you have fear and love and everything. You can 
You can parent out of fear or love. You can be in a relationship out of fear and love, and you can be in business or out of fear and love. And so I think the thing that makes business to salons go down so badly is that people are doing things out of fear. Oh my gosh, I need to get, let me call these clients because I ain't going to make my rent. Like I would never, this is why I'm not where I was before out of financial issues. Issue. So that's why I took my time because I never wanted to be stressing over every dollar and nickel. One of my favorite mantras is money comes easily and frequently. I say that anytime I feel like I'm slipping mentally. So one of the biggest things that I would like to ask you is um, what is something that you know now that you wish you knew before going into your, your home or going into the studio? Accounting. Like the, the, <laughs> <laughs> the, the when, wow, how important it is to organize. I jokingly tell people I've been working like a operating like a drug dealer for so long and I literally respect and understand, like, because sometimes when people start businesses, because they're really nervous and because they're really not going to start, they'll hide behind a business plan. They're hiding behind a business license. They're hiding behind all these things, these structures, stuff like that, and not run the business. Does it work? That's what I always ask them when they come to me. What Does it work? Like, bump all of that. Your business plan, all that. So I'm like, mm, whatever. I never done that. Any bit, no business plan, nothing. Um, looking back now, cause now I'm putting all those things together now and I'm like, holy crap. And I respect it now. And so looking back, that's the only thing I would probably add. Yes. I have the Stousey accounting system. I'm about to move over to security. Um, but just having a better system of like, all right, putting my receipts and like just QuickBooks and all that good stuff, because I never, I never intended on like, I'm going to be a business person. I never intended on that. That wasn't my thing. I just needed to pay my rent. And so now I was like, okay, you're this business person now. Now I'm like, man, now, like literally last year, that was what last year was for me for both businesses was getting everything like ironed out and smooth. So like tax time is easy. And so, yeah, accounting, I respect it. Organization, being more organized so that business can just flow. Huge, huge tip. Mm-hmm. Do you, right now, do you have an accountant or are you, are you learning yep. accounting yourself? Just hired her for Dr. Locks uh, a few weeks ago. And I, I want to be that business owner that goes far, that is always having her, her T's crossed and her I's dotted and stuff. So, um, and then, yeah, and especially if you want to do big stuff, like I intend on um, buying commercial property and getting to that little field and the people that I'm looking up to, there's like, you need to have things squeaky clean, Shamir. So that's why if you want to do anything with the big dogs, you got to have things squeaky clean. And so I definitely, definitely, definitely recommend just like not necessarily if you don't have an accountant, like having a system that will help things flow. There's so many cool apps like QuickBooks has a way there's an app that they have connected to their, to their system where you can just take pictures of receipts and it goes right into QuickBooks. And um, sometimes you can just hire an accountant to get things organized and then so that you can do things on your own afterwards. Yeah, so, just like a bookkeeper to get it set up. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Great advice. Mm-hmm. Um, 
is there anything else you like to share with somebody maybe that's thinking of going into working at home? You have to understand this thing is very spiritual. And not to every person that you see, Oprah's, the the Obama's, the all of those, they know something. And what it is is very it's a very spiritual realm. Small percentage of people understand this. Um, that's why they call it the secret. But it, it shouldn't be the secret, but it's your mind, your mindset. I see a lot of people struggling in life in general, but in business because of their mindset. And I think I've talked, I had this conversation with you, you as well. It's very spiritual. Whatever you say, you are right. <laughs> so if you feel like you are not going to do well, you are right. If you feel like you are going to do amazing, you are right. So you have to, you have to, if you're going to think about having a salon in your house, you have to constantly, you can't think about what you don't want to happen. You got to think about what you do want to happen. Think about the people that, the type of people, like my mom's lived with me for two years while during our, while I had the salon in my house. And she was amazed at, she was like, man, this is like church. Like oh my, every time someone left there, it, we had them time. It was so much fun. And my mother was, mother was so amazed. I was like, mommy, this is why I can't stop doing this. And because I reflect to, you know, to big up myself, like I, I think I'm pretty dope. So I ignited myself every single time when I didn't know who this person was scheduling my system. I'm like, cool, not going to worry about it. Boom. And then they, they came and they're amazing and it was awesome. It's like a new friendship and all of that. There's one time a client, her husband came to pick her up and he was really concerned. He loved me and he's like concerned. Like our, our, and he, he almost got the sentence out. And I, I, I think I realized what he's about to say and I cut him off. He's like, aren't you concerned? I, uh, uh, uh. I couldn't hear what he's about to say because he's about to put fear into what I got going on and we've been doing this. And um, not one time in those six years that I had any issue, any time where I'm feeling scared. There was this one time that a woman like kind of, you know, was just kind of disrespectful, but it was nothing that I was fearful about or anything like that. But it's because of my mindset. You can't stress that enough in any business. You have to understand you're going into business in fear or love. Yes. Thank you. And you're right. You talk to me, you talk me into really where I am today. Like you are my mentor, whether you know it or not. Oh my God. <laughs> I look up to you so much and the advice that you shared with me, a, a little bit of what you just shared today. And also our, our other conversations have helped me tremendously in business. And I wholeheartedly can wow. agree with you that it is spiritual. It does have to do with your mindset and what you think and believe will come to fruition good, yes. bad, or indifferent. So Absolutely. thank you. Thank you. A hundred million oh, yeah. times over. Up. Thank you. No, thank <laughs> you for like, like, I love the sisterhood. Like I, it goes hand in hand, Jocelyn. Like we're going to have a mushy moment right now, but I, <laughs> like all the women, including yourself, like I'm, I'm around, we're all each other's reflection. So I'm always like bigging you up. I'm love, 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 like all the education. You're like my lock nerd sister in the industry. <laughs> so if I don't know something, I'm going to, I told people, go look at my friend's website. I know she has some information on there. So um, 
I think it goes hand in hand because I, I, I need you as much as you need me in this industry. So I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Could you share where people can find you online, you and your products as well? Absolutely. Um, so the product line is Dr. Locks. You can find us um, on our website, drlocs.com or on all social media platforms, drlocs. It's a product line dedicated to the lock community and we will have more things to come this year. And I am known as the natural hair lady on Instagram. So you go to naturalhairlady.com is our website. We do have some new information coming up about the salons and changes we'll be having pretty soon this year. It's a secret. It's going to come out pretty soon. So stay tuned. And we are located in Alpharetta, Georgia. Thank you so much for listening. And I really hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you learned anything from this episode or were inspired by anything shared today, please consider posting a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to check out the show notes for links about things that were mentioned in the interview. Also make sure to visit salonfrequency.com today so that you can join the vibe and email newsletter that keeps the conversation going. I know, as a creative with a passion for the art or maybe even the science of hair, the thought of crunching numbers and admin tasks seem dreadful, and you've probably been putting it off for far too long. I know I did, because I thought it was going to be complicated and take a lot of time that I already didn't have. I was so wrong. After purchasing QuickBooks Self-Employed, import and categorizing of my business transactions was so easy, I wished I had done it sooner. And do you want to know the best part? I was able to immediately save a few hundred dollars on my taxes with their built-in mileage tracker. So please, don't go another week behind the chair without getting on top of your business finances. And I'll make it even easier for you. If you click the link in the show notes, you'll get 50% off your first six months of QuickBooks Self-Employed. Which, when you think about it, is less than the cost of a bottle of shampoo.